Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Football, eh? As you probably know by now, we are obsessed with it. Even when you're obsessed with it, there is so much to learn, read about and become intoxicated by. What is it about football? Why does it have such a grip on so many of us? Why do we do this to ourselves when it can cause us so much pain? Throughout the summer, the Football Ramble will be your guide to some of the game's great players, matches and moments. In each episode, different Ramblers will be here to help you through both the sublime and the ridiculous from this game of nonsense. So if you've ever wondered about the origins of the game, its stars, its many, many laws, or just why so many of us obsess about it every waking moment, we're here to help. Kind of. This is The Ramble After All. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. You join us on a summer's day in a World Cup year, and yet there is no World Cup. No! God, please, no! No! Well, the Women's Euros doesn't start until July. No! Ordinarily, we'd be glued to the games, filling out wall charts and anticipating the prospect of a penalty shootout. Strangely, we kind of miss that jeopardy, so we've decided to take a deeper look at the magical creatures we know, love and also fear, penalties. So it will go down as a 1-1 draw this semi-final and someone will lose on the penalty shootout. It's hard to imagine a time before them, but they weren't introduced to football until 1891, when Adrianians were awarded the very first penalty and the game never looked back. Before that, any fouls resulted in an indirect free kick. The original laws of the game had no defined punishments for infringements. Joey Barton would have been England captain, no doubt. I make one tackle and all everybody speaks about is this tackle. Nobody speaks about a 50-yard pass that 
kills Balmont. Since then, they've changed a bit, but one thing has always been consistent. They're a psychological minefield for the taker, the keeper, and for everyone watching. And it comes down to five kicks each from 12 yards. From Roberto Baggio to Diana Ross, they've made the already famous infamous, your goalkeeper saving one is as good as your striker scoring one. Pickford stops it! And they've given us joy. And England win on penalties! Heartache. It's saved by Donnarumma! Heroes, villains, and of course, laughs. Again, Diana Ross. On today's episode, we'll look into their origins and some of the highlights and lowlights from their 130 years in the game. Is a penalty shootout the most dramatic spectacle in all sport? Author Simon Jenkins wrote once that penalties are to sport what Love Island is to Romeo and Juliet. Is he right? Join us as we discover their origins, get inside the psychodrama and reminisce about that time Arsenal absolutely took the piss. This is the Football Rambles Guide to Penalties. Gentlemen, here we are. Nice. <laughs> Chatting pens. Jim, I mean, that's the most reading I've ever seen someone do in one spot <laughs> It was ever. a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was like narrating the audio book all over again. <laughs> you, made, you made me really down on penalties then. We're going to do a whole <laughs> half hour on We're going to bring you back though. <laughs> it, it was the opposite to me. But it made me think, when you said that bit just then, it made me think, and I know you want to get, get into where we started with penalties at the very, very mm. start of it. We'll, we'll do that. But more, just a little spoiler for me, a little teaser. I think that there's a moment surrounding penalties which is the best thing that happens in the sport. And I'll come right. on to it. But before we do that, let's do when it first started. Yeah, so 1891. It's obviously a long, long time ago, isn't it? It's sort of unfathomable, unfathomably long ago. Mm. Um, but it's it, they were so different as well. So, so different. Now, the, the, one of the strangest things is that you you had to appeal for a penalty. And that might not mm. seem so strange in the context of some of the other stuff we're going to talk about. But that only ended in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, I mean, it's ridiculous. That's why you get all, the, all these old, old men going, like, no one's no one appealed. They're not, they're <laughs> yes. not appealing from their own no time. Yeah, none of the other like players an, wanted it. Like an elephant asking for a bun. Can I have a penalty, please? Yeah. <laughs> but it's an interesting situation, that, because you, you wonder about the tradition of how players always appeal for things. Mm. Right? So I was always taught as a kid, whether it be a throw in, a corner, a penalty, whatever. Shy kids getting out. Yeah, well, true it was that kind of principle but the shout was if the referee's not sure he'll give it to whoever shouts the loudest yeah. right? so just shout and that's that's Feel definitely true at our level yeah yeah, yeah I think it is but I think I think also I talked about this with you guys before on the um, on the ramble about offsides mm. like there's no real reason as far as I know in the laws of the game or even culturally why defenders need to appeal for offsides yes no, the, 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 no point is the assistant referee going they've not appealed it's for it so carry yeah. on <laughs> And and what you're also doing is you're impinging yourself by putting your hand up when you're not when you're running because mm, you're probably slowing mm. yourself down. So the fact that that doesn't need to happen, but it still happens, might speak to why the tradition's been passed down through generations. I love the fact that a penalty back in 1891, all the way through to, to over a hundred years later, almost or you know, almost a hundred years later. It was like cricket. Yeah. You had to appeal for it. Objection, sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To a match. <laughs> but, yeah. but even if you're not in the penalty box, you just can have a penalty, yeah. please. Yeah. You just kicked off, Steve. Yeah. Well, it's funny come on. you mentioned the penalty box because that didn't come in until 1902. What? <laughs> so initially, penalties were awarded for an offence that was committed within 12 yards of the goal line, right? So right, okay. without an area, you're and just the rest sort of thinking, guessing. That's admin. That is admin. Yeah. So, 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 there's someone, so there's someone kind of arguing the toss about how long 12 yards is. Yeah. As well as... Once the appeal has been lodged, of course. <laughs> I also like the idea that it implies... Like Oscar that, season. Yeah, exactly. That it implies that the strength of the appeal is on the delivery. 
Yeah, you yes. know, like you're some kind of barrister. You may ask yourself, referee, why would I not give a penalty? Don't in that bring situation? the briefcase on the pitch. Yeah. For but, yeah. but but I, I would you say that that kind of period it hasn't really left us because uh, nowadays if you stay on your feet, that's you not appealing. If you fall over, yeah. that's your appeal. People yeah. get themselves tied up in knots, don't they? Proper serious football broadcasting mm. will get tied up in knots around the debate between. Well, he's only diving. Well, first of all, someone will go, he's a diver. It's a disgrace to the game. Mm. You know, Harry Kane did it the other day. People were kicking off. And, and, and the counter argument to that is, well, you know, they've got to dive because if they stay on the feet, the referees don't yeah, give them yeah, anything. Yeah. I agree with that. There's no, there's no kind of middle <laughs> ground. The middle ground, as we've found out, should be going all the way back to 1891. Well, some people would argue, you know, in, in post-Brexit environment, you know, politically and culturally, we've all the way back to 1891. <laughs> back, yeah. start, start appealing properly. Well, you only have to go back to 1986. Yeah, true. Slow. Like roll like when you when you hit the ground, roll out like a neon sign that goes down your forearm <laughs> saying penalty question mark. <laughs> I've given the referee something to think about. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> make him think about it. But so, so it's, 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 it's stunning to me that these, these kind of things go on for so long. And then mm. they, yeah. I think in reality they've probably never. That's not had any kind of real implication in eighteen in nineteen eighty five. People no. weren't there wasn't a ridiculous mm. thing to change it. It's probably just an antiquated old thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I'm sure no one had no one had used it in a long time. But um, there was also uh, you know back in in nineteen o two and, and and these times you um there was no restriction on dribbling. So you could just have a little go at rounding the keeper if you wanted to. <laughs> the ball could be kicked in any direction, which I assume just means you can pass it if you want to. Because right. otherwise, I mean, it's like rogue, otherwise. you pass it back to your goalkeeper. goalkeeper. Yeah. You absolutely want to. There's no yeah. law against it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the keeper was allowed to advance up to six yards. Again, like there were no markers, so did no. uh, did like the linesmen have like like tape measures and stuff, like, like a trundle wheel. He <laughs> ran around. <with. laughs> yeah. I'd like that. So, so I was going to say that um, that the thing that fascinates me about penalties is many people will say, "Oh, yeah, a, your team scoring a goal." Is the most is the most enjoyable thing about being mm. a football fan, right? Yeah. And I suppose the the circumstances around that accentuate the joy. So if it's a last minute winner against your rivals, all the usual stuff that people listening will, mm. will be able to relate to. For me, I think the awarding of a penalty for your team and for the opposite team, so the team that's had it awarded against them, is unique, uniquely brilliant mm. because it's almost like. This is a great positive thing for you if it's your team. Yeah. But there could be a kicker. Yes. It, yeah, and, absolutely. And, yeah. and, 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 and obviously, vice versa, the opposite is true. So it's almost a bit like we were talking, I remember in the, in the Euros last year, I think I was having a conversation with Marcus or with Jules, I think someone, talking about how when you win a semi final, it's arguably better than winning the final because you, you've got the prospect of what's still yes. to come. Yes. In the penalty, it's kind of a similar thing, but in an inverted way, because you can really celebrate a penalty being awarded, and people, of course, do, mm. but you still kind of, you can't let yourself get carried away. And I think yeah. it's an amazing, amazing element of what is obviously a brilliant sport because yeah. there's still so much jeopardy yeah. involved. And, and also sometimes if you are if you miss a penalty, all of the momentum goes to the other team. Remember yeah. Watford Leicester in the yes. uh, in the, in the championship Dini, yeah, uh, yeah. semi-finals, yeah. Uh, where Michael Oliver gave a penalty. They saved it and it went right mm. at the end of the field. And Troy Deeney actually put his foot through it. Yeah. Amazing. And there are also like a lot of little, more so in shootouts, but certainly when it's when it's happening at any point in the game, there's a lot of like micro actions going yeah. on between the goalkeeper and the, and, the, <laughs> and the, the taker that you yeah. can mm. then fixate on. But you're, you're so right. When it is your own team, you. you I don't know, maybe this is me being a glass half empty type of person, but it's just like you start thinking about whether they're going to miss or not. Jim, I think and that some... very much depends on the team you support. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. in my case, I absolutely agree with but that. But there are times where you just know, or it certainly feels to you like you just know, someone's body shape doesn't look right. Yeah. And there are all these different things. Apparently looking at the goalkeeper 
before you take... Uh, no, sorry, it's turning your back on the goalkeeper. Right. Decreases your chance of scoring, according to some studies. But is that causality or just uh, coincidence? Just dizziness. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just turn around and you Because some people do not look at the keeper, they yeah. turn around immediately. Like, well, what, what, what if your neck goes funny? What, <laughs> yeah. dizzy stick. What, what, yeah. what we're seeing now, aren't we? We're seeing like a real kind of sports psychology universal approach to penalties where people just have a process that they yeah. execute every time, like Harry Kane famously does. Penalties that. have definitely gotten better, haven't they? Like they've got, definitely gotten more accurate, more powerful, and I more high. To, I tried to find like comprehensive stats, mm. even just for Premier League around conversion rate, penalties awarded per game. It's not actually that transparent. It's quite opaque, and then obviously mm. you've got a lot of different factors involved. Yeah. What I also like about penalties as well, though, in a game itself, obviously penalty shootouts are a slightly different thing. Maybe we'll come onto that, but is that what it does? And, and, and in the intro, Jimmy talked about Simon Jenkins about him saying that you know I understand what his point of view is. Now. I kind of get that, and a lot of people feel that way. For me, it almost takes football and concentrates it down. You know, you know when um, yeah. you know, like when people get in the Chris Tarrant who wants to be a millionaire seat and it goes and the, and the lights come on and all you see instead of the crowd and everything is just that those two chairs. Yeah. That's what football does with a penalty. <laughs> because what it does is it elevates your your awareness and your focus mm. on so many little things. You know, you wouldn't be saying during a game when a player's running through on goal, you aren't thinking Oh, I can tell by his body language he's not going to score this. Yeah. yeah. As much as you are when it's a penalty, but you see someone's face and you go, all of a sudden you become a, a professional psychologist and you go, he ain't scoring. Mm. And it's amazing how many times you're right. It's it's squid game. It basically is squid game <laughs> of football. It's because it's, it's the jeopardy is so so huge, isn't it? It's um it's it's, it's I, I, so I'm, interesting. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge fan of of the of the microcosmic kind of um approach of it. Like and, and, and how you take what is obviously a team game. Uh, a long, quite a long game as well. Mm. And in a key moment, you condense it down to just being about one player versus one player in a very short period of time. And it's amazing to me how those professional athletes can find so many different variances, different ways of kind of gaining a very, very slight advantage. Yeah. Probably even though hardly any of them make any difference whatsoever, but in their mind, they do like a placebo effect mm. and therefore they always do it. Yeah. I read if, that in a shootout, celebrating sort of vociferously there is sort of data to show certainly in the study that, that I read from it was a study of 151 penalties again it's so difficult to study that maybe that's not enough apparently it puts the next taker at a huge disadvantage really really yeah. so if you really celebrate yeah or maybe not a huge disadvantage but anything mm. any margin you, is is important in a shootout isn't that's it? cool that's yeah, really it cool. is isn't it but it's a good thing to think about if you're yeah. you know if you're not the most vocal person um, as as but, not you know not every footballer is mm. like you you might want to get a routine ready. Buy us like, <laughs> <a> routine. <laughs> Wet yourself, swear. Yeah. <laughs> but but like you look at um that uh, is it Andy Redman, the uh, Australian uh, goalkeeper. Who, yeah, they, yeah. They, were, they were playing uh, Peru uh, a few weeks back, and uh, he was obviously doing the big grobbler, jelly legs, dancing around. I mean, yeah. really to the nth degree. Yeah. And if he hadn't saved a single one, we would it, the narrative would have been. Idiot, but yeah, because he saves one, idiot ruins game. <laughs> idiot ruins game. <laughs> idiot ruins sport forever. He saves, he saves one, and he did only save one, didn't he? Like one hit the post, yeah. Uh, and he, which he might have had something to do with it. We would have just been saying, "Oh, he's the guy's a fucking clown." But, but do you think there's an element? So I've always been a fav- in favour. I've said on the ramble over the years. It's just going to get silly, though, isn't it, Luke? That's what I think. Well, well, kind of. But my angle is slightly different to yours. My angle is that I've always said, "Don't introduce variables." Mm, yeah. If you're the taker, because yeah. if you're the taker. The whole point of the penalty being awarded is your advantage. So mm. it's, it's all stacked in your favour. Mm. You've got a big goal. You're not out far out. 
the way they construct the ball, particularly these days, you ain't realistically going to miss if you execute. Yeah. So don't bring variables in. Yeah. For the goalkeeper, I would argue it's the opposite. Yeah. Well, you're trying everything, to, everything to uh, everything to win. Because yeah, you're not expected to save it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's stacked against you. Your team is being punished. Mm. So maybe it is handy to bring that kind of stuff in. Mm. Maybe that's why you see fans. That's why actually, when there's a penalty shootout, the awarding of which end it's taken is quite Massive. interesting because the fans behind the goal will do all sorts of shit. Yeah. And it's very, you've got to be very focused indeed. And if it comes into a penalty shootout at that point, you've got 120 minutes of quite hard graft, to say the least. You're probably quite fatigued, which affects your concentration. It can make a difference. I wouldn't be surprised if the old fella, you know, someone getting his old fella outside the goal, behind the goal. If, if you happen to catch the eye, yeah. is that going to affect well, focus? It. It's, it's all about your focus and your concentration, and the goalkeeper can affect that. And if they, they can get in your head, again, it gives that a little, little advantage. I think going first is a massive thing. In, in, in a shootout as well because that's what they've tried the different ways of taking them and stuff mm. right because ABBA and that kind of stuff because it's a big advantage 60% or something something like that yeah, yeah. Right. You, you, you set the agenda hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's the best way to take a penalty, do you think, Peter? Uh, oh, um, hard law, but you've got to get very, very close to the post, haven't you, really? Yeah. I think if you're going high, you've really got to be your Alan Shearer's, your Mario Balotelli's. Your Kevin Pressman. Your Kevin Pressman. But goalkeepers absolutely larruping uh, a ball in the back of the net from from a from a penalty sh- uh, in a penalty shootout at like number ten or something. Like that. I, I, it's a wonderful I, sight. I don't want to get into the Dylan Shepard just describing penalties mm. to people listening because they can they can watch them themselves. But I think with the Kevin Pressman one, I make a real quick exception because I am firmly of the belief, and it's valuable to watch online whenever you want. It's so hard and so in the top corner. I reckon you could take not a professional goalkeeper, mm. but a normal person of reasonable kind of fighting age, <laughs> tell them where it's going, yeah. 
and say, get yourself in position, stand wherever you want to get in position, even put your hand up if you want. Yeah. And I still don't think they're saving yeah. it. They'll all break their wrists. Good luck. You've got a broken wrist. <laughs> there was a kid at my school who could really, really thump the ball. And I used to play in goal quite a lot. And if he hit one as hard as he could hit it, you heard it coming through the air. You would hear it <laughs> fizz through the air. And like, I imagine a lot of professional What was your approach to that as a goalkeeper? Just throw yourself at it. Did you like, really? Genuinely, you know, like, I, would... I cannot imagine how hurt you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I used to just accept that was part of the, the role. <laughs> part like, of the game, yeah. yeah. Pain is love. But exactly, but that must, I mean, that must be fairly common among pros that can hit, hit them at that um, well, you're at, probably, at that velocity. When's this, like late 80s or something, early 90s? Oh uh, no! This would have been some, like, mid. No, I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm um, trying to think what type of ball you were using. Uh, it, I, I might have done the Premier League. It would have been around been, that time. Been, yeah. yeah, probably the um, pre-bowl. I, yeah. I mean, what if you could? Let's say, like, you can just choose your own talent level. If you could score your perfect penalty, what would that look like? Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting question because that speaks to the type of character people are. Yeah, I think yeah. if, you, if you're someone who decides that you want to do a real kind of cheeky Rabona Penenka or something that probably says a lot about you do you know what I mean it's funny you said so that. a Rabona Penenka <laughs> Penenka did say that his penalty was an expression of his personality as, as, a, as a, someone who's kind of a traditionalist when it comes to football I suppose I've got definitely got a foot in that camp I think he's made the game worse I I, I kind I of think th- it's too much content uh, content contact should we, um, should we talk through what it is for anyone that mm, might not yeah. know exactly what a Penenka it's is a little sandwich Kind of chip into the down the down the middle of the goal, uh, wait until the keeper commits. But I think it's more than that. I think a little cheeky. I think you've got to decelerate because you've got to show him that you're going to absolutely level and then slow down. Yeah, and then it's basically like what you shouldn't, what you what people tend to do if they're bad at golf. They don't accelerate through the ball. Yeah, they just decelerate. You're kind of doing that on purpose. They're waiting for the impact. Right, so the keeper still goes. Right, and Antonin Panenka essentially won the final of the uh, Euros in 1976 by by scoring a goal like this against West Germany (laughs) for Czechoslovakia. Yeah, yeah, for Czechoslovakia. Only time they've ever won the Euros, and it uh, It was the first ever penalty shootout in a. European Championship either. Yeah. So it's, I mean, to He's do, very to, much putting his stamp on that. It's incredible, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's named after you forevermore. It's one of those things you're not exactly sure why it's called what it is. But, but, it's, it's, but it's like he, was a, he wasn't was a, a player of like much repute Europe wide, was he really? It's but great he, that he stamped his name on the game. Was it Bosman? Yeah. Bosman and him. You're right. <laughs> the great thing about Antonin Penenka now is that um, these days he looks exactly like Rene from a lower Yes, line. he does. Nice, yeah. I like it. He was also apparently told. Can we explain that reference as well? <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he was told after the game that if he'd missed, he might have been punished um, as it was well, yeah. seen as disrespecting the communist system in the country at the time. Uh, okay. Which is, again, I don't think he'd have done it if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, is like a really interesting point because it speaks to the point we made about the expression. Yeah. Like the fact that it's mm. an expression. I think the, you know, there's a boring way to take a penalty. And there's a there's a way to take a penalty which is rooted in the idea that football is a team game. You've been given an opportunity here to strike a blow for your team, and you must do it in the most efficient way possible. Yeah. But of course, football isn't like that, is it? Football's mm-hmm. full of characters and full of diff- people who approach things in different ways. Also, as well, I mean, in a sh- obviously, Penenka's was the winning penalty in a shootout. But if if someone does that to your goalkeeper early on in a shootout, that's going to drain the confidence of the team as well. So mm-hmm. the the risk the risk and reward factor is is an interesting one there. It's Personally, delicious. If I was gonna, if I could take a perfect penalty in my head, outside of the boot, fast Penenka, in off the underside <laughs> of the top right hand corner. Yeah. So hang on, you. I don't know it. if it's physically possible. It's like you're, you're in the school playground, Jim. Who's your ideal girlfriend? Uh, Claudia Schiffer, uh, crossed with uh, Cindy Crawford. It's like it's Optimus Prime. <laughs> 
But see, Jim, do you want to date Optimus Prime? <laughs> would you, if, if you could imagine now your perfect sexual partner, would it be Optimus Prime or Hot Rod when he became Rodimus Prime? Mm. Yeah, Probably Rodimus Prime. That's what you're thinking yeah. of, isn't more, it? More how growth. Would you, uh, yeah. more pr- how do you make love to Optimus Prime? It'd be the exhaust, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There might, there might be a specified socket. Exactly. <laughs> Transformers these days probably probably play electric vehicles these days, aren't they? <laughs> hey? You can't say anything these days. <laughs> but uh, I don't know why I took over there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, you, you someone who can strike the ball hard enough to take an efficient penalty? Uh, no, no. I've never scored a penalty in my life. I've been in shootouts and I've just always uh, panicked, tried to tour the ball and it's just gone wide what or you, high. What do you mean by that? Just panic. Yeah, but I'm how does that manifest player. itself? How does that manifest itself? I just put my toe through it. And, so you and it just goes wild. You elect to take a penalty by striking the ball while you never would strike the ball. Yeah, like a toe no. punt. Yeah, like a toe punt. And I've just stressed out about it. That could work, though, it's couldn't it? It's just silly. Yeah, it's, the toe punt's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's like, we're, like I don't it's know rarely it's used. different now. It's like, yeah, you, you're, t- you're taught not to do it. You, you, you're taught to do it if you're... It, it's a pass. It's a legitimate pass. Yeah. But, you toe, cannot... but, but it's not confused between a toe punt and a toe poke. Though. Right. Yeah. A toe poke is when you could just get a toe to it to poke it through. Yeah. A toe punt is when you are trying to leather it as hard as you can with the very end of your boot yeah. because the pressure per square inch will be more because the surface yeah. level is yeah. tiny I'm and un- it'll fly. I'm unbelievably uh, accurate compared to all the things I do <laughs> on a football field. I'm unbelievably accurate with the toe punt. I yeah. promise See, you. So why is it not working as a penalty? Why is it not working as a penalty? I Even my toe punts like, desert me when I'm under pressure. But you, yeah. you'd score a goal with a toe punt, right? And everyone would go, toe punt doesn't count. Like, what are you talking about? It counts about? more. It would, it would be criticised massively back in the day. Yeah. yeah. People would criticise you for it. Yeah. I don't know if players do it now. I feel like you don't see pros do it. I think anyway, Teddy's yeah. moved on. Um, are you so as we sit here now talking about penalties as a, as a key facet of football? Are you guys like happy with penalties generally, or would, is there anything you can think of you would do to change it? Because I can think of an idea that I would implement, which I think will make penalties more exciting and more interesting to the game generally. But, on then. but you know, you guys okay. go first. Well, I think if you, in terms of um, a shootout, I think it is really, really entertaining, and that. The, the the drama of it that you go through when you, your team loses a penalty shooter is horrible. But like, it's horrible because you're invested in football, right? That's mm. part of it. Now we are we're, we're we're sucked into it. So I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that it's a terrible way to end a game if the, if the if it's essentially been a stalemate because, like you say, it is distilled down into this really really pure form. If it was like if someone committed an infringement in boxing and then you had to go right, you got to hold your hands behind uh, behind your back while the, while the other guy just <laughs> yeah. lamps you. I'd understand yeah. that as pretty being a soon you run out of boxing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think in football it works. No, I agree. I don't think the shootout. I think the shootout you take is red. I think that talking about a different way of approaching a shootout for me, I don't think works. I'm happy with it as it is, it is broadly. But in terms of penalties during a game, I wonder whether a great development to penalties being awarded in the game. And I, I don't understand why this is never talked about and people have never suggested this, as far as I could see, and I, and I, and I, and I did check. I think it, feel like it should be the person who's fouled should have to take the penalty. Yes. Ooh. So then you've got a situation where it makes the game a lot more exciting because if you're on the break at, towards the end of a game, and it's, you know, say it's like Carl Walker, right? I have yeah. no idea if Carl Walker's good at penalties. Not, I, can't remember <laughs> think, think, I can't remember seeing him take one. He's pacey. Mm. He's a player you want to use on the break. He mm. gets into the penalty and gets brought down. Is it fair? I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm not ascribing that value. He gets brought, the he's the he's been the, the, the wronged party. Yeah, is it fair that they get to just grab the fucking De Bruyne guy. and take it? Yeah. I, I think it should be Walker to take it. He's yeah. earned the penalty. I think they should take it. That's... And Arsenal had a thing back in the day where I'm not I don't think I, I think I think it was around the Henri Perez thing, which I'm sure you kind of do and don't want to talk about. <laughs> um 
Was it that when the player who got fouled would never take the penalty for Arsenal? Uh, uh, Henri didn't like taking penalties if, if, penalties if, if he, he was wouldn't. fouled. Right. Yeah, I don't know why. And he still scored so, he's got many, so many. Yeah. What do you think about my idea that the person who's fouled has to take it? I think it's interesting. What if they're injured? Um, <laughs> broken their leg? Tough. Ah! Yeah. You'd get players feigning injury for that reason, wouldn't you? I think. Yeah, I but, guess um, so, yeah. Oh, look at my legs at a weird angle. Move it back. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't think it should be a problem these days because the players are so technically competent these days. I think... The the issue that would be taken with that would be that it's the, the the team have been wronged, right? Not the individual player in the in the in the infringement that's been posed. So, I I think it'd be interesting. Definitely, is like an, an experiment, but I can't. I just can't see it coming in. Pete, what do you mm. think of that idea? Do you think it proves it, makes it worse? What do you reckon? I, 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 it, I, makes I, it, makes, it makes it more interesting. It makes it more interesting. Makes it more. If you're going to um, foul someone for like a yellow or a cheap red. Just really hurt them, so they can't. They can't. So it'll just encourage professional fouls in the box that are incredibly violent. And so, of course, <laughs> so of course, I'm on. I'm on board for it. Really. So you're thinking, right? If I'm going to take this guy down, I'm yeah. going to have to absolutely yeah. totally. Otherwise, he's, he's going to finish penalty. penalty. Yeah, someone's exactly. having an absolute mare of a game. You're like, I'm just going to. I want to see how he does it with a penalty. We're just going <laughs> to knock him over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, I I would kind of let because you know nowadays we talk about and think about more about um uh, football, sort of mental health and stuff. I'll just let them have five minutes, stick an iPod in, have a listen to a Daily Calm podcast. What, they get a little... Chill, they get a little bit of chill out time. What are the rest of us doing? Just standing around. So, Is he not stopping just end elsewhere in the game? So, for Pete, the idea that... Let's have more of them. The, yeah. the football's, football's big talking point at the moment is to speed up the game because yeah. it's getting so slow. Yeah. So he gets five minutes. In, infringements, five minute breaks. Five minutes and whale, whale noises. <laughs> Before you, he takes also, it. Or, or he can Marie Kondo the pitch, he can move a defender around. Does, it, <laughs> does Kevin De Bruyne give me joy? Get rid. I like the idea that, you know, it happened a lot of England. I, th- I feel like it happened a lot of England um, where we would get penalties. Remember World Cup 2018? Mm. Which, was, which was an amazing thing for English fans for penalties. Because I would, I, when I was thinking about my most enjoyable penalty ever... I ended up settling on the Eric Dyer one against Colombia. Mm. Right. Because even yeah, though I was yeah. 37, it wasn't really in my childhood oh. at all. It was just so cathartic <laughs> no, for me. Yeah, I was... But, but the point I was going to make was that, say, it's not unfeasible, particularly back then in 2018, when, say, Harry Maguire's fouled in the box at mm. a set piece. Mm. How do you feel as an England fan if then Harry Maguire has to take that penalty? There's Knowing what you jeopardy. know now about yeah. Harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> there's more jeopardy. There's loads more. Absolutely, yeah. yeah I think there's, Kane there's, doesn't there's get the definitely... golden boot. Yeah, and also, it? actually, that sometimes... It's perhaps a little bit unfair to think in this way, but it does sometimes inflate um, a player's tournament performance, doesn't it? If like they've scored five goals and three of them are penalties. Yeah. Kane, like, one of Kane's come off the back of his heel. There was a hat trick against Panama. There was penalties. It's kind of. I mean, I'm not criticising it because it was a great thing for England. But do you know what I mean? It, it does affect the outcome yeah. of what, what, how you think of him. Mm. You know, it's Lingard. It's Jesse Lingard now for England down in the penalty area, and that is a penalty to England. It's 2-0. It's emphatic from Harry Kane. There was no way that Pineda was going to get near it, despite going the right way. We should do, do the Henri and Pires thing, because I think people listening who know you will want to hear you talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I think... But people who don't would like to know what actually happened and what Arsenal fans think of it. What, what happened is uh, Arsenal went on to win the game, so actually it was all right. It would have been more oh, of a... Real quiz. Yeah, oh, yeah it would have been more of a... Well, actually... Um, would have been more of a... Um, not an embarrassment. <laughs> but I think it would have been more of an embarrassment Two Arsenal fans had that been the case, though, yeah. um, because I actually remember it quite fondly. Also, they were one nil up, <laughs> like it yeah. was, they were properly taking the piss. So Robert Perez tries to pass the ball sideways. They're trying to copy uh, um, something Johan Cruyff eventually, mm. uh, essentially did at, at one point. And but Perez sort of like brushes the ball with his studs, so he can't touch it again. 
Henri doesn't realise what's happened, so he can't go over and just strike it. And it's all just a big mess. I remember Sylvain Distan looking so angry. Yeah. Like, even though, the, you know, it, it should be a good thing for him, but it's just that sense that, like, you absolute, you utter pricks. You are, <laughs> if you're 4-0 up, fair enough. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> can, I, yeah. can, I, can I posit a theory? So when, when they do that, to me, I've often thought of that as the be here now of the Arsene Wenger <laughs> Because it was in 2005, right? It was. It was in the red current kit. Yeah. Right and so, well, last season at Highbury. So they won the FA Cup again in 2014, right? Which is a very long time later. Yeah. Um, but at that point, it, fe- it felt to me like the amazing... Uh, I know Wenger was, was... By the way, I know Wenger was manager in 2014, but there was a massive gap. Is massive, what I think, huge right? gap, yeah. So yeah. bear in mind, Wenger winning the FA Cup in 2014 is basically like Oasis releasing you know, the importance of being idle. It's a good song. It's a flash of what used to be. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wenger, it's like, this is, that that penalty was Wenger's be here now moment. It's where yeah. the Arsenal era under Wenger, the Invincibles, all the rest of it, just was completely consumed by its own excess. Yeah. And everything came crashing down from then on. That was the key moment for me. And that's how important penalties can be. Do you know who scored a crucial penalty? Um, in the semi-final against Wigan on the run to that 2014 uh, Kim Kalfstrom Kim Kalfstrom yeah Yeah. like one of the only things he did in an Arsenal shirt because when we signed him he had a broken back (laughs) (laughs) it's during that period where we used to do things like that what kind of medical what kind of doctor (laughs) is doing that medical one of our players having a collapsed lung we don't normally check the spine we almost (laughs) assume the spine's alright we just assume that it is yeah Yeah, yeah. assume that it's fine anyway that's a comprehensive guard to penalties Jim I think so three hours on that I think we didn't even mention Diana Ross no we don't we should do a little bit on Diana. Go on then. So I, th- I think USA 94 started with two of the most iconic penalties ever. Both missed. Diana mm. Ross in the opening ceremony. She's singing along, runs down the pitch, just kind of brushes the ball with her foot. It goes kind of nowhere. The goal collapses anyway in mm. anticipation of her having to score the penalty. And then obviously Baggio misses at the end, skies it. Uh, a generation of, of, of football fans who were in love with him are heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like it's an oversight by the organisers of World Cup 94, the opening ceremony specifically. I feel like, so you know Danny Boyle did the London 2012 opening ceremony, it was amazing. Mm. Mm. Right. If Danny Boyle's doing the World Cup 94 opening ceremony and it incorporates Diana Ross, who as far as I know is a very, very disappointing football career up until that point, mm. yeah. you've got a coacher. Yeah. You've got to at least be able to say to her, this is what you need to do for this to work. I, you, I think no. I think people are too frightened to talk to her. No, but I think she has been caught and that's the problem because she's dragged her shot. She's, it. Hit, right in her head. she's hit it with the right, she's hit it with the instep. So like, so then she's just dragged it. That's all. So, so like, she's been told not coaching. to toy it. She's been told not to toy it. Mm. Is, it true that she, is it true she was um, training with the Brazil team <laughs> in the lead up to that? Well, well, look, the lead up to that actual, uh, I think Bill Clinton did a speech. Uh, uh, Diane Ross obviously did the opening ceremony, but Oprah fell off the stage. <laughs> Before that happened, she's delighted so that Ross has done yeah. that. Yeah, so, so it, if it were not for this uh, penalty, we might have been talking about Aubrey if he yeah. fell off a stage at the start of '94. Do you know how Zidane's penalty in the World Cup final gets the brilliant Penenka off the underside of the bar? That yeah. gets overshadowed because the headbutt. Yeah, Oprah's exactly the same here, yeah. really. Do you reckon Oprah is fucking absolutely sabotaged Diana Ross? <laughs> <laughs> she could have done. Drag it. Yeah, bottom left. So is much it... pressure on Ross there. Goes under. Goes underrated. Yeah. True. Could, I don't well, think the, the world's watching. Feet right, to be honest. The world's watching. Can you can you make an argument that that is the most fam- worldwide that is the most famous penalty ever taken, Diana Ross? It, I mean, it's, reckon, it, it, yeah. I think yeah. but more than Baggio's. Well, Diana Ross is more is, is, at the yeah. time. Diana Ross right. is much more famous than Roberta. Baggio. And if you factor in people who don't like football, which yeah. is probably most people in the world, you know, she's it's going to be well known to that. Do to you, them, 
Maybe. Did, did you see Roberto Baggio at the Queen's Platinum Jubilee performing? No, that you didn't. True, but you did see true. Dana Ross. And I, <laughs> and I used the word performing lightly. Mm. <laughs> um, so look, I think it's a great way to end, Jim, mm. that potentially the most famous penalty of all time was taken, taken by a full by member of the Supreme. Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is pretty comprehensive, isn't it? So thanks for listening to the Football Rambles Guide 2. We'll be back with plenty more of these throughout the summer and we want you to tell us what you'd like us to explain. Does a certain quirk of football keep you up at night? Keen to hear us reminisce about some of the great and good and god-awful from the history of the game? Let us know. Email us, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions. See you next time. I can't believe I managed to get through the whole of that without um, being asked or having to mention the uh, the algorithm, the famous <laughs> algorithm, which I get... Do- Basically, if there's a penalty shootout happening somewhere in the world, I will get a tweet from someone saying, literally just saying this, what's the algorithm saying? <laughs> and then sometimes I'm like, what game is it? I, I don't, I don't <laughs> even know what it? game it is. I'm, a, I'm having dinner with my wife. It's fucking July. What game is it? What's the algorithm saying about your relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most experienced... She's got the most technical ability and she's generally the most tired of me, so I always win it. (laughs) The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.